He wanted credit for the deaths. He set fire to a couple of cops before we got him. We were wearing those big silver suits that they wear to oil rig fires. He couldn't get them to burn. We took him down to the police station, and that was the mistake. He set it on fire. Where else could you have taken him? I asked. He shrugged massive shoulders. I don't know, somewhere else. I was still in the suit, and I held on to him. Told him we'd burn up together if he didn't stop it. He laughed and set himself on fire. McKinnon sat his glass very carefully on the edge of the desk. The flames were this soft blue color, almost like a gas fire, but paler. Didn't burn him, but somehow it set my suit on fire. I had to strip it off while he laughed. He walked out the door, and he didn't think anyone would be stupid enough to grab him. I didn't say the obvious. I let him talk. I tackled him in the hallway and slammed him into a wall a couple of times. Funny thing, where my skin touched him, it didn't burn. It was like the fire crawled over a space and started on my arms, so my hands are fine. I nodded. There's a theory that a pyro's aura keeps them from burning. When you touched his skin, you were too close to his own aura, his own protection, to burn. He stared at me. Maybe that is what happened, because I threw him hard up against the wall over and over. He was screaming, I'll burn you, I'll burn you alive. Then the fire changed color to yellow, normal, and he started to burn. I let him go and went for the fire extinguisher. We couldn't put the fire on his body out. The extinguishers worked on the walls, everything else, but it wouldn't work on him. McKinnon's eyes were distant and horror-filled as if he was still seeing it. He didn't die, Miss Blake. Not like he should have. He screamed for so long and we couldn't help him. Couldn't help him. I waited and finally said gently, Why are you here, Captain? He blinked and sort of shook himself. I think we've got another firebug on our hands, Miss Blake. Dolph said that if anyone could help us cut the loss of life, it was you. Psychic ability isn't technically preternatural. It's just talent, like throwing a great curveball. He shook his head. What I saw die on the floor of the station that day wasn't human. It couldn't have been human. Dolph says you're the monster expert. Help me catch this monster before he kills. I'll be happy to help, Captain, but I honestly don't know what I can do for you. He pulled out a thick file folder. Here's everything we've got. Look it over and call me tonight. I took the folder from him and sat it in the middle of my desk blotter. My number's in the file. Call me. He glanced at his watch. I'm running late. I am working on getting you on this officially, but I'm afraid they'll wait until people are dead. I don't want to wait. I nodded and stood. I offered my hand. He shook it. His grip was firm, solid, but not too tight. A lot of male clients that wanted to know about the scars squeezed my hand like they wanted me to cry uncle. But McKinnon was secure. He had his own scars. I'd barely sat back down when the phone rang. What is it, Mary? It's me, Larry said. Mary didn't think you'd mind her putting me straight through. Larry Kirkland, vampire executioner trainee, was supposed to be over at the morgue staking vampires. No, what's up? I need a ride home. What's wrong? He laughed. I should know better than to be coy with you. I'm all stitched up. The doc says I'll be fine. What happened? I asked. Come pick me up and I'll tell all. Then the little son of a gun hung up on me.
There was only one reason for him to not want to talk to me. He'd done something stupid and gotten hurt. Two bodies to stake. Two bodies that wouldn't have risen for at least another night. What could have gone wrong? As the old saying goes, only one way to find out. Larry sat very carefully in the passenger seat of my Jeep. It's hard to sit in a car when your back has fresh stitches in it. I'd seen the wound. It was one sharp puncture and one long bloody scrape. Two wounds, really. Larry strained against the seatbelt, trying to find a comfortable position. His short red hair had been freshly cut, tight enough to his head that you almost didn't notice the curls. He was five foot four, an inch taller than me. He'd graduated with a degree in preternatural biology this May. But with the freckles and that little pain wrinkle between his clear blue eyes, he looked closer to 16 than 21. Did you take your pain pill? I asked.